0: Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. Today we are joined by Caleb Sullivan of Dearborn Denim. Dearborn Denim offers the most curiously comfortable jeans imaginable at the best price possible. Everything is cut, sewn, and crafted at their factory in Chicago with the best American-made materials and can be custom-hemmed to fit at their Andersonville location located at
1: 5202 North Clark. Welcome, Caleb. How are you today?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me, guys.
1: Good. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We love to start these episodes by just asking about you, your background, and um, are you from Chicago originally, or how'd you find your way here?
2: So, I'm actually I'm born and raised here in Chicago, and not far from here. I actually was born and raised over in Uptown, uh, over at uh, Wilson and Sheridan. So, I have have not been a stranger to Andersonville. I even lived... After that, I, when I moved out, I moved over to Lawrence and Ashland. So I, wow, yeah, you are, I, <laughs> as,
1: as it's trendy to say, hyper-local.
2: Yeah, hyper-local AF, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, been a fan and been, been in Andersonville for a very long time. Um, now, currently residing in Logan Square. We have our store down in Hyde Park. We have our store up here in Andersonville, so it's safe to say I see the whole city in the duration of a week. <laughs> and what were
1: some of your What were some of your favorite hangouts as a kid growing up in Chicago mm. and in Uptown?
2: Hanging out in the Uptown, I mean, being this close to the lake is pretty hard to miss. I mean, that's got to be like the instant number one, that's for sure. Um, usually, we would hop on the red line, you know, go downtown. I don't know what we were doing. We couldn't afford anything in the stores we were going into, but that, you know, we just running around having fun, but. Uh, you know, just walking through Andersonville, even as a kid, not even knowing what we were doing, but I still feel the same way where I could just walk the neighborhood. You know, you start on one side of the street, go down cross street, walk the other. Clark Street just kind of has a lot of that going on. And we could hop on the 22, go down. We would go to Belmont and Clark, hit all those stores.
0: And so you've never lived kind of outside of Chicago?
2: Not yet. Yeah. Wow.
1: I have so many questions about <laughs> all of this, but we'll we'll move on to Dearborn Denim as well. <laughs> well, Dearborn Denim was
0: founded in 2016. Can you share with us how the company began?
2: Yeah, so it's got a it's got kind of one of those really cute like beginning of a business cliche stories. So our founder Rob. So McMillan, once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time, uh, Rob McMillan, our founder. He's staying. He's at home and. His wife come home, uh, comes home after a long day of searching for the perfect pair of pants. You know, she wanted it to be affordable, comfortable, ethically made, and reasonably priced, and you know, just like. And she wanted it to be out there. She tried them on. There was it didn't exist. Something that checked all those boxes just wasn't out there. So Rob was working for the Board of Trade at that time. I think he was looking for something with a little more, a little more passion. Uh, to fuel his fire and so he you know was like oh I, I, I could do that you know most people you ask them they would tell you couldn't make anything American made for less than $100 um, but being good with numbers you kind of crunch the numbers and figured out that he could pull it off so you know it all started with his wife coming home being upset she couldn't find the right pair of pants and he set out to make them for her uh, so that was early to mid 2016 um started off two pairs uh women's skinny dark wash and a men's tailored fit dark wash since then we've expanded to medium wash khaki black 100% cotton dark wash 100% cotton vintage wash a slim fit a relaxed fit a commuter fit a boot cut a straight leg a, <laughs> a waist high and a waist high curve uh t-shirts we cut and sew those here in chicago we also just came out the v-neck those all also come in a black a gray and a white um and all of that has just kind of been a building block you know it seems like forever ago but i think we're on a really good good path you know 2016 we're still pretty young company so it's just been every all of that has just been building blocks adding one thing after the other
1: and you met Rob at an art fair in the summer of 2016. Oh, yeah, so so,
2: I, I wish we could call it an art fair. Oh, okay. it was It was a burger fest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not that cool. Uh, so no. So at the time, yeah. So I met him at Roscoe Village Burger. People fest. People
1: call burgers art.
2: Burgers are. You're right. Could be culinary art. art yeah. There you for go. sure. Um, so we're we're vending next to each other at Roscoe Village Burger Fest. Um, I was selling this jewelry at the time and I had this booth next to him. We would in the, in between times of, you know, traffic dying down, we would chit chat. And, but I just kind of like, didn't believe it at first. am I'm hearing all like, while I'm busy, you know, helping customers, I'm hearing this guy to my right talk about made in Chicago jeans for under, at the time they were $49, which is insane. Um, still very affordable though, uh, and I was hearing this guy talk about made in Chicago jeans for that level of price. And I just instantly just dis- disbelief. You're like this I was, liar next he, to me. I was like, let's get a load of this guy <laughs> right. over here. I, I just couldn't believe it was actually true. So, you know, in the downtime, I would kind of pick his brain and talk with him. And that's when I really heard the story, He told me all about it. And it was just, I mean, I was, I was hooked, you know, so I didn't come on board right then, but we stayed, you know, kind of loosely in touch. And after, you know, Being online only. His original plan was to be e commerce only, but an opportunity came up uh, and he wanted to get in brick and mortar. And that's when he reached out to me. Um, I've never been on record and said this, but I feel like it's been long. He actually called me at my other job at the time. Like I literally picked up the phone and I was like, hello. Is this Caleb Sullivan there? I was like, speaking. (laughs) So I love that uh, he's got this energy, just this go getter kind of punk punk rock energy about him that you wouldn't expect that like, yeah, he called me up my other job to offer me a job. Yeah. yeah.
1: And can you share from those early days if there's like one story or moment of a trial and error in actually making the jeans and how you figured out like how to do that? I mean, I imagine, like, was there a background of knowledge in textiles or I imagine mm. that jeans, that's like such a traditional, clothing item that people probably have so many opinions about and like how how did you figure out like how to make jeans
2: so that was that was rob and so really it was just his high insane level of drive to learn you know he just really did hit the ground running he set out how to do it you know i think we have some of the early pairs that were made somewhere like (laughs) boxed away They're quite fun to look at, Um, but also, you know, he also took on a lot of opinion, a lot of local designers, a lot of local, you know, stores, kind of just, it it went through a lot of feedback, a lot of, you know, R and D to kind of get down what was the right fit. Um, But the majority, the most important part, the majority answer was they wanted something comfortable. So then that made the stretch denim that we have now, that made that the goal Uh, and after, who knows how many pairs that I could probably find you a number somewhere. (laughs) But after, after enough trial and error, we found the right, the right mix. And, uh, here we are.
0: Well, tell us more about the, the factory itself and the people making the jeans and, and the other kind of employees that kind of make up Dearborn Denim.
2: So when, uh, when he first started back in 2016, it was Rob and Vic, the production manager and Veronica, um, Rob and two other people. Two people had found off Craigslist. Um, So it was a three person operation. I wanna see that ad, like what that ad looked like. (laughs) There are like, there's like a couple pictures we've put back to back They're on our website at one point of just like the three of them and that are still current, like our current factory. And it's just hard to believe that there's this huge space with just these three people making jeans in it. and yeah, I would love to. I don't know what that ad looked like either. Yeah. But it worked because we have, they were great. They're a great addition to the team. So it started off with just them three. And now I want to say our sewing floor is probably about 25 to 30, uh, kind of varying on part-time or, you know, some people come and go. Um, in our retail space, we have about 10 employees. So going from three to, you know, nearing 40 in three years is on goal. Rob has a, a goal of wanting to hire 100 Chicagoans at some point.
0: The zippers, buttons, leather, and screws are all sourced from the US. Did you have any trouble finding American-made materials to make your jeans out of, and what does the sourcing process look like?
2: Oh, uh, I mean, to make anything in America is never easy. It's always a challenge, and it's not that something that like once you figure it out, you're done. Uh, in the current climate, making things in america, it's just you have to have you know a list of people that make these things, but it's a very small list to begin with because they might make it today, but they might not tomorrow uh you know companies and factories manufacturers in america they're sadly closing down quite often at a quite fast rate um so i mean it's it is a process of just like you know. Staying in touch with other manufacturers, you know, just, you know, thank God for the internet at this point, you know, just always looking, you know, always making sure that we're using the best using the, you know, who we can that's still here in America. Um, it's just that simple. I mean, we just always have to be looking.
1: Well, it's such an incredible commitment that Dearborn Denim has to source things that they that you can source from the U.S. and then obviously the jeans are manufactured here in Chicago, so that's really exciting. And the first uh, brick and mortar store that you opened is in Hyde Park, yeah. Um, and then you opened the location, the second location, Andersonville. Can you talk about what drove the company's decision to open a location in Andersonville and why Andersonville?
2: Yeah, I mean, it so like it kind of reflects our first choice in Hyde Park. I think they're kind of similar in ways where these neighborhoods in Andersonville, you know it's so focused on small business, it has such a like a real community and while I think like all the time, of course every neighborhood you know paints themselves as a community and um, you know they all are, but Andersonville just really like the way that this neighborhood comes out and supports one another and just really does like back it up and with such an incredible chamber. um, It just, it made sense. You know, it really, there is not a lot of neighborhoods that support small business like Andersonville does. Especially on the like locally made front, that's really important to Andersonville and it's really important to us. So it just seemed like a good fit. Another reason, I guess you could say why we maybe opened Andersonville, it was like, it would even more so be, again, another, like, cherry on top. So, like, while it checked all of our boxes, it was the neighborhood was just so perfect, the community. But also Hyde Park is pretty dang far south. And then Andersonville is pretty far north. So we kind of have our, like, poles covered. You know, we're on both sides of the city. I mean, I guess next we could go west because with Chicago, we can't go very east because then we'd be in the lake.
0: No, you could be on the lake.
2: <laughs> Oh, Mike! Denim on the lake. Denim
0: on the lake. Denim on the lake.
1: That's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> set sail for the sails at the Dearborn.
1: Yeah, I always <laughs> love the story. I was with the broker like a little over ten years ago when Akira looked at their space for the first day, and the Akira team—they're all like out of Hyde Park and based in Hyde Park, and that's where mm-hmm. they opened their first store. And they're all University of Chicago grads. It was like part of a business plan, and. Um, but they literally like were standing in the store on Clark Street with a map of Chicago and they were just like we don't understand where we are <laughs> like, we've never been here where yep. is this place like what is this neighborhood and so I was pointing out to them like, like okay here's Wrigley Field yeah. and if you I follow Clark Street <laughs> North and they were like but we've... N- what is this place and it was just this beautiful sunny day in Andersonville all yep. these people were walking outside and they were like they were just so stunned but you know they had come from Hyde Park and like had never yep. Ever been this far north? Quote far north, I'll say. But um, that's always one of my favorite stories yeah. to remember when they were looking at the neighborhood originally.
2: I mean, and I think I think that's so true. That's like because Chicago has always had a thing of northsiders not going to the south side, southsiders not coming to the north side. It's kind of always just been a thing. And now I think that kind of I, don't know, I guess stigma has kind of faded away. I think a lot of people are kind of exploring a lot more especially with a lot more neighborhoods developing these days. Um, but yeah, quite often that, that is the case. And, but we'll get like when we only had our store in Hyde Park because, you know, we were people had to come try on the jeans. They wanted to buy online, but they figured oh, I could make a trip down to Hyde Park, try them on. Quite often we had the same reaction. Plenty of Northsiders come down to Hyde Park being like, what is this like cute little neighborhood I've never seen before? Akira's huge location, their number one location is down the street from us. And the Silver Room, who's in Wicker Park, they've been down there for years now. It's just, it's another like little like surprise for Northsiders coming down there. And they're like, this is beautiful. What is this like nice, cu- cute little community?
0: Yeah, they just need to like alleviate the jam up of the bend of Lakeshore Drive when you like yeah. get to that curve. Yeah. That, that. that I
2: know exactly the curve you're yes. talking about. I'm surprised Where more. Where you're like
0: cruising along and then you're like la la la, yeah, la. Like, and then you're like, oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you like miss the
0: Michigan Avenue exit and you're like, yep. no, nah, I'm stuck here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we love the space we used that location for an arts week headquarters one year and it's just so beautiful but it was a it was a a store called notra before that and then what was it historically do you know sarah
2: it was um that uh i do know this yeah um, but it has that beautiful the beautiful exterior
0: arrow and everything like yeah yeah
2: Uh, i think it was that uh family-owned like kind of Knickknack shop. Yeah, oh, I want to say Sabrina. That's not going to sound shop. nice. Yeah, no. Was no, it? It was Sabrina gift shop. I'm pretty sure it was Sabrina gift yes. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds. Don't let me call we'll it. We'll fact a check knick- that. We don't want yeah. to share.
1: <laughs> we don't want to share. We're
0: only going to link it if it's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll correct it in the show notes if we're if we're mistaken. So how's it been being in that location? Oh,
2: it's it's incredible. You know, we really we really do love just everything about it. The, uh, so, I mean. Like you said, that arrow, that mm-hmm. sign, that like that was just like a cherry on top of the whole space being here in Andersonville. The space itself, and then with the arrow, it just it was an easy decision. Um, but we love it. I mean, being on Clark Street, you know, like I was saying, you know, being a kid coming up and down Clark Street, you could head down, you know, to like Belmont and Clark. Back in the day, that neighborhood used to just be a whole other neighborhood. It's very punk, very grunge. Uh, so it's just like being on this hot strip is super awesome, but right there at Clark and Foster, I um, don't. We just it's it's a dream.
0: And what were your favorite stores, kind of growing up, either in that Belmont Clark area or here oh, up man. here in Andersonville? Do you remember?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, so up up here, it hmm, would be hard to say. I know, I I, w- I don't know if I would remember the names of them, but. Back in the day, I think it was a a lot more like Swedish or there was a lot more a larger Swedish community. And I loved going into those gift shops, you know, but I don't know what I was going to do with them. I mean, I never never bought any of those like Swedish horses, but I love to look at them. (laughs) Did you ever steal any? (laughs) Never. I would (laughs) never. (laughs) Definitely not from small business.
0: I guess I'm curious how the custom hemming works or how the per, the process works of purchasing jeans how do you go about servicing your customers on a day to-day basis
2: so with the custom hemming that's one of the things that really like you you go into most big box denim stores most you know huge brands you know you would expect that they would make the largest variety of sizes right the long big story long story short they don't You know, you need this waist size to match that length, but you can't get it because they don't make it. Um, And you know, most people would think, oh, it's like, oh, it's so great for like the customer, for taller people, shorter people. It's really honestly, it works for everyone because there is no just real like average human. That's just not real, but that's what these big companies base their sizes off of. It's just like some statistic of a person that they think is the most average. So what we do is, you know, with we take all of our waist size and then from there it's whatever length you want ideally so you know and not only is that nice for how they should fit but it's also how you want it to fit you know some people want it long enough so you can cuff it some people like a cropped look and we do it right there on the spot it takes 10 minutes or less ideally prepare you know weekends get a little bit busier um but it's quite simple the process as you come in you try some on we help you you know figure out what fit you like. If you like it looser, you like it skinny, somewhere in between, we kind of guide you from there. We just want to know what kind of fit you're looking for. We guide you, help you pick out a wash, try in some sizes. From there, you come out of the fitting room. We chalk it exactly how long you like it. We cut it. We hem it right there on the spot, however you like it.
0: This is Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle.
3: This episode is brought to you by new locally owned and operated Pearl Vision on Clark and Lawrence. Schedule an eye exam today with their qualified team to ensure you're seeing your best and shop their large assortment of designer frames. Get started by visiting their website short link at bit.ly that's bit.ly backslash Pearl Vision Andersonville or call 773-897-0800. Joelle, how do you become a sponsor? Well, Laura, any of our chamber member businesses or a business considering becoming a member can email us directly for sponsorship information at info at We offer sponsorship for both one episode
0: or four episodes in a row. We're always looking for new sponsors we also encourage listener feedback so if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show please email us at info at you can also email us with questions comments or general neighborhood inquiries we look forward to
3: hearing from you and don't forget to subscribe rate and share always andersonville the podcast on itunes
1: We talk a lot on this podcast and in the neighborhood just about the future of retail and the future of brick and mortar. And I think Dearborn Denim is such an inspiring company from, you know, sourcing what you can from America and manufacturing in Chicago and hiring, being a job creator. I'm just curious, like, what the future of Dearborn Denim looks like? Like, what is the vision of growth for you now as such a um, kind of pioneering retailer or... How do you um, envision like change in the retail industry moving forward?
2: You know, I think in this, yeah, in the retail game, I think everyone is talking about that. I mean, if you haven't heard by now, there's a term going around called the retail apocalypse. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> not in Andersonville. Not though. in Andersonville, though. But. Um,
2: but it's, you know, I think retail itself will never go away. Retail will always be here you know, despite whatever you think with Amazon, Two Day Prime and, the, you know, how easy it is to shop online, people will always want that interaction of going into a store, feeling it, touching it, seeing it, trying it on. You know, especially for us, it works much in our favor because jeans are one of the most infamously tricky things to figure out sizing on. So, you know, you kind of always have to come in and try those on, especially with the custom hemming. That way you can kind of get it right. Now while we do brick and mortar, we know that once our customers have it figured out, they will continue to shop online. So that's why when you come in our store, after we figure out what fit and what wash and everything, the custom having, we have you make customer profile. So that way you'll know exactly, you'll log on, you'll see exactly what you got before, you can get it again. And that way you probably continue to shop online unless you find us irresistibly charming (laughs) in the store. But back to retail itself, I mean, I think, like I said, I don't think it's ever going to go away, but I think it is changing and it is changing a lot. Um, It's no more putting things on a shelf, waiting for people to come in and buy it. You know, I think to be in retail now and brick and mortar, you need to be an event space. You need to be hosting anything from concerts to tastings to you know, screenings, music video releases, album releases. It's You can't just be one thing these days. And I think one of the ways that we really like to approach that is tapping into the community, you know, going even more local. Local designers, musicians, just opening the door for whoever is looking to collaborate or pop up or, you know, share their art, their craft in our space. And so in that, that kind of like, we do it because we believe in it and we believe in supporting the local, you know, creative scene, but also just like that way you, you're you bringing in on the business side, more foot traffic. You're getting that, you know, brand recognition. So,
0: yeah. I first came across Dearborn Denim Jeans in Milk Handmade. Do you still kind of carry your product in other local stores?
2: Um. It's here and there, you know, for sure. I mean, as we've grown our retail footprint, you know, that's kind of dialed back a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say we're ruling it out, but right now our focus is kind of primarily on our retail locations, but we do love Milk Handmade and all their support.
1: (laughs) And just speaking of that, are there any plans for new styles or washes or stores in the future that you can share with us? I know you did just mention the t-shirts. Yes,
2: I okay. can. Uh, I can actually share with you that we are going to be opening. Hopefully, we should be opening two more stores by the end of twenty nineteen. So, wow, that's so exciting! Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be busy.
1: <laughs> we're already like more than halfway through 2019. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you had realized or... Yep. No, just yep.
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm painfully aware. <laughs>
1: it's July.
2: Yeah, it's just so... It's... yeah. So uh, so we are looking to opening one or two more locations by the end of the year. Um, we're looking at Lincoln Park and then the other location in South Loop. Yeah. Um, There will be more details coming out about that. If anybody listening would like to hear more, you can join our email list or stop by. We would love to tell you more in person. Um, New fits. We have just come out with a new wash that we're adding to our already existing fits called V2. The V2 is kind of a dapper, you know, kind of more formal look like our dark wash, but without the gold contrast thread, it's got a matching blue thread. So instantly kind of just makes it a very sharp looking pant. Um, so that's new. And besides our, you know, already existing t-shirts and the crew neck, we also just added a v-neck option. Uh, we'll be adding a newer skinny, higher rise, higher than our already high rise. Um, commuter that's a new new fit as well
0: and what is the commuter like what so, does that yeah that's yeah explain a, that
2: yes that is a question we get is it like a lot. for
0: the bike commuter or for it is indeed okay. so the
2: commuter is designed kind of with a cyclist in mind
0: so you got the pant leg situation yeah
2: okay <laughs> so so it's going to be definitely more one of our most fitted in the leg um because you don't want all that extra fabric getting caught in the bike because that's just that's uh, if you it's, <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible it's, it's you you get caught and then your bike stops and you like fall over <laughs> and your pants oh it's, it's bad no one likes it
0: yeah if anybody doesn't understand like why commuters
1: have the, the rolled up the, the tuck way. and roll yeah, yeah. Exactly. once oh. you roll you can't like unroll again right. yeah. no it's a oh, life really changing experience
2: there's nothing like it but so the commuter aims to stop all that so with the commuter we've got darted knees so that helps with the wear of all that kind of movement bending your knee on a bike it's also got the higher rise in the back so that way you know your butt's not popping out when you're mm-hmm. riding your bike um it's also got a reinforced seat so with that reinforced seat again it helps with all that wear and that movement uh also will help with the reinforced you know kind of area in the crotch so it doesn't rip there infamously commuter are not one of the worst places for jeans to rip um and so that way, you know, it's got the angled pockets too, so your wallet doesn't pop out while you're riding. It's, yeah, it's just a fit that we got asked for a lot and that we're happy to add to our collection.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Are you ever going to have like a distressed knee situation? Because mm. I'm a fan of the yes the ripped knees.
2: Yes. So um, what we, our plan is for that is so, you know, we talked a lot about the custom hemming already, right? And so we're planning on offering – maybe we'll throw this in by the end of 2019 too. Let's just throw another thing on there. Do it. Um, (laughs) So we're planning on adding a larger variety of customizations and tailoring options. So the idea is that you would come in – you like rips in your jeans. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you – A little airflow. Just yeah. Yeah. Just open it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the idea is that you would come in and – we would either kind of let you decide how ripped you want them, or we might have, for lack of a better word, maybe like templates of distressing levels that you could choose from. You know, you just want blowouts in the knees. You want, or you want like blowouts in the knees, faded pockets, bleached legs. Sarah's giving me a no. I go
0: back to like, (laughs)
1: 80s, like stonewash. Yeah, My I mind is just so blown by this. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't even distressed process situation. enough to ask a follow-up yeah. question. Right. This is amazing.
2: So so that's something that we're definitely looking forward to adding. You know, because we get a lot of... I asked a lot for it. Now, I don't think it's quite as big as it was a couple of years ago when that distressed look really blew up on the scene. So I'm dated. No. <laughs> but man... <now.
0: laughs> It's okay, I'm 42 tomorrow, so
2: but, that's fine. But I, but I just remember a couple years ago, walking around, everyone's pants had holes in them. Like everyone, I, at some point, I remember even like, I was trying to go to a, like a semi-formal event. I was like, well, I can't dress too formally, that's too formal, let's stick out. I can't dress too casually. I'll just wear a nice dark pant with a light button up. Went to my closet, I didn't have a pair of jeans without rips in them. That was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then since then I've turned it's turned out I wasn't the only one with that problem. We've had plenty of customers come in with that mm-hmm. same issue. But yeah. So I always
0: say when I'm dressing up for work, it's a day I don't have holes in my pants. So yeah. like I don't have holes in my pants today. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the chamber has a strict dress code. We do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just offering more customizations like DIY distressing, um, waist adjustments you know, taperings in the legs. Like after
0: meal, like you can like <laughs> yeah. let it out a little bit.
2: I yeah. <laughs> Not quite that, but you know what? You know I'm going like, to borrow that idea. But like
0: kids' jeans, like kids' pants. Oh, you the know like, they have the like, yeah, the button, the button like, that slides it yeah. like, closer or like, yeah, well, you can make it tighter or loose, you know, whatever. The way,
2: the, maybe what we would do for that is very, 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 very long ago, um, older denim brands and some of the early Levi's pairs had this buckle. Mm. on the back and now you'll Mm. see some high-end denim suppliers making kind of like these heritage jeans Mm -hmm. which will have this large buckle on the back waistband now in some way i guess you could say Mm -hmm. that would work
0: (laughs) or like a triple button situation where you could just like button it tighter and then like as the day progresses we're really
2: we're coming up with some good ideas right now we got to do this more often yeah
0: (laughs) Um, I guess, you know, we, Sarah and I both rock a good denim on denim look. Do you have uh, any, Canadian like, tuxedo. yes, do you have any, um, you know, tops that are going to be more denim yeah. on denim coming um, out?
2: So that is something that has just been kind of just like driving us crazy. So we definitely planned on having denim jackets by now and denim shirts, denim, denim, everything eventually think of it. We'll make it a denim Sure, Why not? Um, but at this time, just the t-shirts, one of the reasons is like, you know, being a smaller business that has gained in popularity, you know, online and, you know, in person with our brick and mortars, it's kind of created a hard, like if we stopped the production on our pants for long enough to make like jackets, then during that time, the orders kept coming in for our pants. And then once we finished making the jackets, we'd have to catch up on all those orders. We're just, we've been growing our production. We've Theoretically, knocked down uh, a wall in our manufacturing space. Uh, we've taken over more space of th- our building, but everything has kind of been to match growth. So, you know, we are exploring, we will make denim jackets and denim tops, but I couldn't say how, just how soon.
1: Not by the end of 2019. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you never fine. know. You can't meet all your goals in one year. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, specifically
2: out. by the end of 2019, like that's when it's all going down.
1: In your expert opinion, how long should a pair of jeans last?
2: Oh, yeah. And let's talk about
1: jean care.
2: Okay. Well. I think I...
1: Laura had a lot of pent up questions for this episode <laughs> about pants and jeans.
2: So, okay. So expected wear. Okay. So I think. With that question, we get that a lot. I think it's upon the user to be realistic with themselves. Now, do you wear, are you going to wear these same one pair every single day? Are you going to be, Are you, do you ride your bike to work? Are you going to be riding your bike to work back and forth every day in the same pants, work in those, go out in those. Sleep in them. Sleep in are them. Are they like your pants? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you're living in your pants practically. So, I don't know, I would say give it about two to three years. I mean, that's, that's a lot of heavy wear. Um, I myself, I have quite a handful of pairs of pants. I, I like clothes, so, you know, I rotate mine. I'll wear our skinny, I'll wear our slim, I'll wear our, our tailored. So, you know, with swapping out, kind of gives them a second, uh, take a break on them.
0: And what are you wearing today, Caleb? Today
2: I'm wearing our slim fit dark wash. Uh, I wear mine long. I like to do a cuff. So with gene care, I would say, uh, and how long they should last, depending on how many pairs of pants, how many you wear, I would say anywhere from two to, I don't know, depending on how long you have them. I mean, it could be a decade, two years to 12 years. Uh, it depends on how much you're wearing them. And then it also depends on the gene care part. So with gene care, when you do wash them, wash them cold, wash them inside out for color, hang dry them. Uh, you could go so far as to when you wash them, wash hand wash them in like a sink or a tub with a low water level, and then with the wash, um, there's detergents we would recommend if you're doing a darker one, like even bigger brands like Woolite makes a Woolite dark, but then it gets even craftier. Um, there's a brand in Brooklyn called the Laundress. Now the laundress- well, I'm
0: totally gonna source my laundry care from
2: Brooklyn. Yeah.
0: Now, <laughs> now I've I'm, now I'm just I'm not I'm not. I don't know. I just got three anymore. strikes. I'm, yeah. gonna come
1: out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna become relevant now with my Brooklyn. The,
2: well, soap. so so yeah. So there's this Brooklyn brand called The Laundress, and they make this denim wash. So all you d- you it's made not to put in like a washing machine. It's so that you hand wash your jeans in like the sink or in the tub, and you just give a couple squirts of it. That's it. And what it is, it's it's it doesn't have a lot of the same like harsh chemicals that like something like a large brand like Woolite might put in their detergents. It's a very light substance, so it's not too heavy, it's not going to like really, you know, harsh be harsh on those threads and those fabrics or the dyes. Um so if you want to go all the way out, I would recommend that, you know, hand wash them in the sink or the tub, use the laundress, uh wash them cold, wash them inside out. Um Now, before you wash them, I would recommend uh, wearing them literally as long as possible before you do wash them. Now, I would say depending on how clean you keep yourself, that may vary. (laughs) Um, But as long as you're clean, your jeans are clean. That's really how I look at it. Because you shouldn't wash them. I'll try to give people a number, right? Okay, so you shouldn't wash them anywhere. If you wash your jeans more than once every 10 wears, That is way too much. Fun fact.
0: Okay, here you go. You heard it here.
2: Dropping knowledge. Yes,
1: (laughs)
0: thank you, Caleb. I think I could hand wash my jeans if I only wash them after 10 wears. I think I could fit that into my schedule. Yeah,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and then hang
2: dry. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, you're gonna open two more stores before 2019, and I'm going to try to wash my jeans better. Yeah. So I feel like we both have great goals. (laughs) What about the whole, there was that whole thing like you put
0: your jeans in the freezer. Did you ever hear about that?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So.
0: <laughs> We're debunking myths here.
2: Yeah. Myth busters. Yeah. Um, so with the denim in the freezer, so I feel like. First
0: of all, who has a freezer available for jeans? <laughs> like I have frozen waffles and tater tots. So. Yeah.
2: It's, you know, well, another thing is like to state the obvious, some people are like, oh, that's gross. And it's like. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I need to tell you this. I would hope you would put your jeans in like a bag (laughs) of some sort before you would just like throw your dirty jeans next to your tater tots in Mm -hmm. the freezer. I think some people like... I mean,
0: organic locally sourced tater tots. (laughs) Yes, of
2: course, of course. (laughs) Nothing but the best. Um, But yeah, definitely make sure you put it in a safe sealed bag of some sort before you just throw your dirty jeans in the freezer. Um, but honestly, you probably don't need to put your jeans in the freezer. Just being honest. Um, even the founder of, or like the current president of Levi's has even come out and said, you don't need to do that. Um, I don't know where this started. But yeah. Like
0: where did it come from? Like who I, was like, you know what? I
2: think we're too Buzzfeed. far. Buzzfeed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I'm placing my bets.
2: Yeah, Buzzfeed somewhere deep on Reddit. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really know. I'm sure if we tried really hard, we could trace it back. But it's just been so long now and people being so convinced that it's the move. But to be honest, if you want your jeans, like, you know, have more than one pair of pants and then give that pair of jeans like a break. Let them air out. Leave them somewhere safe. Like if you have like a porch area leave them outside for a day or two just let just them Just
0: set next to like an Amazon package. Yeah,
2: yeah cuz they'll get stolen for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, get one of those what is those those cameras called that everybody <laughs> Nest. The Nest cameras? Is it the, Yeah, get a Nest. So if you see somebody coming to your jeans, get away. Yeah. Um,
0: I think maybe I'll just take it in the opposite direction and like my entrepreneur venture will be making dedicated jean freezers.
2: There you go. Now mm. we're cooking
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna do a kickstarter for that and david oaks of our office will be the first to purchase nice (laughs) (laughs) well it seems like you're happy where you're at but if given the choice which andersonville business would you trade places
1: with for the day
2: oh man is that question gonna get me in trouble no Uh, i feel is that picking favorites
1: no we ask it on every episode and Okay. okay I feel like one or two people have said Dearborn denim.
2: Oh, we'll
1: have to look
2: I'm back. But. you
0: can say more than one if, like, okay. you really think you're going to hurt someone's feelings, and you're not a feelings hurter type of a person. Okay. Then
2: well, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw down a variety. Can I say like four?
0: <laughs> like, give us do you want us to do you want us to give you categories?
2: I I got you. Okay, I got you. Um, I promise I'm not just being like an ass kisser, but transistor. <laughs> um, that is definitely one. Um, strange cargo for sure. Uh, we were talking about going down the street, Clark street and everything famously they've been on Clark street since their beginning. Um, you know, always just, I loved, always loved going to that store. I mean, it is just so much fun. And, but then just like the customizations and like the screen printing and the shirts they make, it just seems like a lot of fun. Um, so strange cargo for sure. Um, candyality, just because, you know, that can't be that that bad. <laughs> I would not be mad. Um, my teeth would though, my dentist would be mad. Shout out, first family. Um, <laughs> um, candy, Yeah, I mean, I just always have had such a sweet tooth. What's your to, favorite? Ooh, what do you have a favorite? Anything sour. So, and we're talking sour. You know, sour patch, sour strips, sour this, sour that, licorice, love licorice um gummies gummy worms gummy bears anything gummy anything sour um
0: yeah sidewalk sale weekend i had to stop and pick up some sweet tarts and like yeah my favorite are like the blue oh see i had so to make I just, sure i
2: didn't go by there because okay. i would buy too much i just needed
0: i needed a little pick me up yeah so.
2: um and then my last on the list would be village thrift because i would want to be like a sorter in the back and hopefully they would let me like maybe get to pick as i sort because i'm really into vintage yeah.
0: yeah i mean and if you're looking for a lot of plaid they have a extensive plaid oh, yeah. section so yes. af- after you go to dearborn denim and get your jeans you can yeah f- complete your lumberjack,
2: lumberjack like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also
1: just an iconic business it on is the an north, north side. side yeah oh absolutely it's really wonderful if you've never yeah. stepped in there yeah
2: oh i'm in there every day i'm in yeah. the neighborhood <laughs> <So good. laughs> i'll be going there after this <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Caleb, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Dearborn Denim, please visit dearborndenim.us. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find
3: episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org.